What's up, Dog Pack? It is Kenny Mack, and you know what? Cleveland is Cleveland because the Bengals don't win in the land. And you're listening to the Dogs Podcast, so let's kick this off. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Rineker, Justin Charles, John Nye, and Josh All. Hey, what's up, Browns fans? Welcome back to another live edition of the Dogs Podcast coming to you from a victory Monday. This is what we were talking about all last week. We wanted victory Monday, and we are here. How are you guys feeling today? You're talking to the chat. Uh, I'm talking to everybody. I'm talking to you guys. I'm talking to the chat. I'm talking to Bengals fans. I've been talking to them all day, so what do you guys think? Well, I slept like a baby knowing that the Bengals got beat by some elves. It was a real good feeling. What a game. What a game. Yeah, it sure was. It was. So, uh, Blake's not with us today. It's the three J's. You got Josh, Justin, and John with you. So, we're just going to go through our recap of the game. Uh, Justin and Blake and myself were all at the game yesterday. It was awesome. Justin, a little less awesome because his seats weren't covered like ours were. So, he got a little wet. And we'll talk about the weather we'll talk about the dome conversation we'll talk about jamar chase running his freaking mouth and still doing it we'll talk about injuries and just defense and man what a i just i'm pumped i'm so pumped right now me too let's do this okay let's do this so where do you guys want to kick this thing off you want to talk about uh the 12 percent chance of rain all afternoon and we actually got hit with 100 constantly Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, man. I uh I seriously prepared for the game. I told my wife, hey, leave Poncho, anything that is for rain, leave that back. We don't need that. Yeah. And then we got out to Cleveland at seven o'clock in the morning into uh our tailgate and it rained for the entire day. It's probably till about five thirty. Yep. Yeah, good times. Uh, yeah, but uh, no, I mean, it wasn't too bad. It, it, it was coming down. It was not great, great conditions for what we wanted as far as just to like get a feel for what the team really is, especially for the offense. And then, you know, like outcome of the game now all year is, oh, well, the rainy conditions helped out the defense and Joe Burrow. That's why he looked rough. And I'm like, all right. But um, no, it, it, it was it was pretty rough. Let's quote Blake Greniker for a second since he's not here. Okay. How is how has this bad weather been an advantage to the Browns for the last 25 years? Yeah, and I use that same exact example on, to somebody on Twitter. They they said, you know, it's an advantage whenever you get like the Southern Dome teams that come to town. I said, you mean except for the Saints last year that came up here and beat us in four degree weather, right? Um, It's not an advantage. <laughs> it's not. You know, and I, I mentioned right before we recorded, if Amari Cooper could have easily gotten hurt. Yes. Um, and he slipped on that play, caught the ball, held on to it 100% because we don't have a dome. That is why that happened. That's the only reason that happened. There was a lot of slipping, sliding. I mean, and, and you know, we were listening to the post game yesterday and Deshaun Watson was talking. They were asking him about, the rainy conditions and one thing that he just kind of mentioned like he wasn't making an excuse he just was answering the question he said um how much heavier the ball is when it rains the whole game mm. the balls never get dry they're always wet and you know i was th- i was talking to blake on the way back i said you know it's something i never really thought about is how much of a difference that would make as a quarterback just trying to lead a receiver and, and you know a 20 yard pass well i got to put a little more on it than normal and i don't know you and you saw that yesterday you saw a lot of that I just, I wish it wouldn't have been raining, to be honest. This, for all the things that you just talked about, I um, I saw numerous balls get thrown in the dirt, and I was just like, I really, really wish this was just great conditions because I, I want to get a read on it. And I think Watson ended up playing a pretty solid game. I do. I'm not even talking talking bad right now. But at the beginning, I was like, oh, man, yikes. Um, but, I mean, you saw it on the other side of the ball also. It's not like either offense was flourishing um at the beginning would it be sweet to have a dome 
I think uh, the fan experience would probably be a lot better. I'm sure the players would probably enjoy it better. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, now you just got to get everybody to pay the money. And by the people, I mean us. Yeah. Let's nice. do it. <laughs> so I'm looking in the chat here. I see we've got some uh, true senpai says unacceptable that Blake is not here. We agree. Uh, uh, Kenny Mack did say Blake slid in the rain like Amari Cooper. So he's on IR. That is true. That did happen. But Blake <laughs> did leave a voicemail. So. I think I got an audio situation figured out here for these live streams. I think I can play voicemails. I'm going to hit go on Blake's voicemail for this show. And if you guys cannot hear it while we're just sitting here all quiet, let us know in the chat. But here we go with Blake. What's up, guys? Blake Redeker here with the Dogs Podcast. Sorry, I couldn't make it today. Bengals fans, we try to tell you. You don't want to listen, but we try to tell you. We told you this defense was different. Joe Woods isn't here anymore. This defensive line is going to be top three, four in the league. And there's nothing you can do about it from now until forever. You, you, We own you. We will always own you. You will always just be Cincinnati. Uh, it doesn't matter what you ever do or think you've done. It doesn't matter how many second place finishes Cincinnati. And we tried to tell you that. And don't pretend like this game didn't matter now that you lost it. You ran your mouths. You talked your crap for a month, month and a half since the schedule's been released, and now suddenly you lose the game. Oh, it's just week one. It's the Browns Super Bowl. We got bigger things to worry about. Blah, blah, blah. Loser mentality. Expect nothing less from the Bungles. Take your L, and we'll see you in week 18 when we hand you another one. <laughs> so wow. pretty much shots, shots fired. That's right. Yeah, shots fired for I, sure. I got to say, I mean, all over social media, I feel like Bengals fans, first of all, ran their mouths like crazy before the game like crazy yep. and and the Chirping. the constant thing was oh well this is the brown super bowl and it's just week one for us like we we don't care about the browns like well that's that's going to get you to lose if that's the mentality you, you can't overlook anybody and of course we go out there and we stomp them 24 to 3 just absolutely butt whoop them up and down the field and you know now it's oh well you know the browns suck they're never going to go to the playoffs anyway so it doesn't really matter if the Browns are that bad and we just beat you guys 24 to 3 and you couldn't even sniff 100 yards passing in the game how how are you any good So just to answer that so for as far as for the players I don't think Cincinnati came in like flat I really don't I think that they were pumped up for this game just as much as Browns were and sometimes that energy works like you know when you're one of your best players is it's talking big. I mean, and nobody really cares when Tyreek Hill does it and then he goes out there and does, you know, what he does. Now, you have to back that performance up. <laughs> so, for me, I, all week I heard from, and I don't know who else said it, Josh, months chirping about Cincinnati. It was very quiet in the fourth quarter. It got quiet. It was a, lot of, a lot more empty seats mm-hmm. than when I got there. Um, so, it's just kind of interesting, but I wouldn't expect, you know, anything less. Yeah. Yeah. They do. We, uh, we had a row of, actually, it was funny. We had a row of young guys in front of us and they were all, uh, university of Cincinnati graduates, right? They were, they were from Cincinnati. Okay. Half of them were Browns fans. Half of them were Bengals fans. And the razzin between the, the two fan bases between this group of friends was hilarious. We were getting a kick out of it. And the, the guys with their Bengals jerseys on were, they were very, what do I want to say, just arrogant, just kind of really dumb about what was going on in the game until about, like you said, partway through about that third quarter, they sat down and at one point they got up and left and we never saw them again. Yep, that sounds about right. Yep, That sounds about right. Um, I feel bad. I did hear some really, really good jokes. Uh, I'll save those for the after hours just because um, <laughs> I don't want us to get kicked off of YouTube. Oh, but, uh, I did hear jokes. Some- I did hear some good Cincy jabs uh, while I was there, but absolutely. All right. Well, here are the next, man. I was going to say, before we dive into the next topic here, uh, Caesar Sportsbook, for all, everybody in Ohio, they're kicking off this NFL season. You get a bet, a new bet, $50, get $250 in bonus bets. This is a limited time offer. If you're a new user, you can sign up with our code, dogsget, D-A-W-G-S-G-E-T, all one word, redeem $250 in bonus bets after you place your first wager of $50 on any NFL game. So even if your first bet loses, you get one $50 bonus bet credit each week over the next five weeks. So make sure you enter our code DOGSGET when you sign up. Have a bet on Caesars every week for the start of the season. 
That's code DOGS. Get this offer is only available for new customers who are 21 and older and physically present in Ohio. Please gamble responsibly. If you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call Wayne and Hunter Gambler and check the episode description for the full terms of the offer to see if you qualify. And if you guys want to play week two pick them with us, go to splashsports.com slash dogs. Week one is we got one game left in the pick them. And right now I'm pretty sure I'm winning. So if you guys want to jump oh, in there, we did, we me and Blake were talking about this um, yesterday. What was that? Two years ago, Justin, we did pick them every week for the NFL yeah. slate. And we did pretty good. We were like, what, 80, somewhere like 85, 87%. I thought we were pretty solid at it. We were really good at it overall. And uh, yeah, so if you guys want to get into the week two contest, splashforce.com slash dogs. Only 25 entry spots for this week. So get in and, and try to win. Top three win. All right. Kenny Mack right here. I just saw his comment pop up. First thing, Jack Conklin career done. Dewan to the rescue. You guys want to talk about Conklin? Yeah, yeah. I do. Okay. So Jack Conklin, and I guess we can kind of tie this into another unfortunate uh, topic I have here, which is Jedrick Wills looks like he's going to be a liability this year on the offensive line, unfortunately. And Jed Wills tore his ACL and MCL yesterday on a play where Trey Hendrickson just bull rushed through Jed Wills and he kind of lost his block and shoved him into the side of Conklin's knee done for the year yeah bad injury uh pretty sure i saw those acl mcl both torn yep. so i mean he's out for the season um gotta hope that you know you can bounce back no, that's a bad injury i mean it's an injury that he's probably gonna have to you know work his ass off to get back into football for but it sucks um and for wills i think maybe this is a good opportunity Backs against the walls as far as I'm concerned. Like, you're bringing in Jones. I, it just sucks. It sucks. I was hoping Cogman would be like that sturdy piece for us for the season, that guy we didn't have to worry about. Um, But for Wills, it's an opportunity. I hope that we see something in this next year because effort wise, I didn't see him stand out too bad as usual. But then I saw like the stats afterwards as far as the pressures and stuff like that. I think you're going to get into it. yeah. It didn't sound very good. No, I can I can give you guys those stats real quick. So this is all based on PFF, um, what they were statting out yesterday. Uh, the Cleveland Browns offensive line only allowed nine pressures yesterday. Four of them were from Jed Wills. Uh, he gave up a sack, a hit on the quarterback, and two hurries. The only other lineman that gave up any pressure was Ethan Posick, the center. He gave up three hurries. Um Let's see, Dewan Jones came in for Jack Conklin, played 35 pass blocking snaps, gave up zero pressures. Same story we heard all preseason from Dewan Jones. Guys are rush, pass rushing, and he's not giving up crap to them, and he just did it again yesterday. Against against a good team? Yep. Against a defense, I mean, they lost some pieces in the secondary, but they that front was still good. Anderson's pretty good. Howard's good. These are These are talented defensive uh, fronts yeah so um i mean that's great that looks great for us that looks like an absolute steal in the fourth fourth round round? and and you figure all this guy was going to be a developmental project and you know hopefully two years from now you can come in and start well hey we're here it's it's week two you're probably going to be starting um it's exciting um i think that has all the skills to be successful and it looks like he's got to be successful yeah Absolutely. Um, I did want to mention that the other, let's see, I think Deshaun Watson, he took three sacks yesterday, and I believe it was the first one. Just an absolute, and the thing is, we talk, we we never say anything bad about Nick Chubb because there's hardly ever anything bad to say about him, but boy, did he whiff on that pass block. Um, I forget who it was coming through the line there and just ran right into Deshaun. So, got to clean some of that stuff. I remember another one. I remember another one too, where he ended up trying to take on two guys, and I was like, "Oh man, oh, weird." That was oh, I believe that was still first second quarter, and I was like, "Ah, we got to figure this out." Yeah, but okay, all right. Um, so I, I kind of forgot to mention this. Obviously, at the front of the show, we do have a bunch of voicemails to get to today, and I'm just pumped that I'm able to play them now. So, um, let's see. Do you guys want to dive into this first one? I got one from Andrew Jackson, our boy here. Absolutely. All right, here we go. Hey guys, 
after a 21-point win and our defense looking like it did, I'm looking at our hotel rooms in Las Vegas in February. Man, how hard is it to not be excited for this team? Let's go, guys. Dude, it is so easy to be excited for this team. And we've been excited. We talked about this. We've been excited going into seasons before. And then the Browns come out and just lay a dud like right away. And it's like, oh, man, you got to be kidding me. But it's just this year was different. It felt different. Everything, all the signings, all the moves, everything they did pointed to exactly what happened yesterday. We saw it in the preseason. We saw the defense, the intensity. And it was like, man, if, if our fourth stringers are playing like this, what are our starters going to look like? And we saw it yesterday. Yeah. I mean, this is the first time I've ever felt so confident. I've, I go into every season hoping we're good and looking at the pieces we have in place. Okay, maybe we can be good, right? Yeah. No, this year I was so confident. Um, You might remember uh, we all kind of predicted that we were going to beat the Bengals very badly. Uh, we were all confident in that, and that's exactly what happened. Um, they can't beat us. They're just not good enough. So we are different this year. We're built different. We're coached different. Uh, and we're ready to surprise some people. And I heard, I know I'm the only one that wasn't at the game. Um, so in the chat, you guys can let me know if you agree. I felt like the announcers were pro Cincy the whole time, no matter what we did to them. It was, it was kind of getting ridiculous. Um, I don't know how long it's going to take, but eventually around the league, people are going to start respecting us because we're going to make them. Yeah, there's definitely a, a Cleveland against the world. Like, that is true. That is so real. Like, the the hate for yeah. Cleveland is, it's real. And it's strong. It's vicious. It's from casual fans and the media alike. And we're here to just tell them all to shove it where, well, you know where they can shove it. <laughs> what was that? Dang, man, we're live. Hold up. I know, I know. Maybe I'll <laughs> save some of that for your jokes on Whoa. the tour too. All right, um, let's do the, one more real quick, and then okay. uh, we can talk about some other stuff. So this one's okay. Brad Moneymaker. What is up, Browns fans? Was that a win? Was that an epic win? Yeah. But, but you know, the media, uh, the Sean's contract is crazy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah? Well, look at Joe Burrows. Only put up three points. Ha. I don't care about the weather. Sal Watson made it happen in our defense. I'm calling it right now. Top five in the league right now. Already. Let's go. And the Steelers, oh my gosh, what are they doing? <laughs> so, it was a great day. Great day for football. Woo! <laughs> kind of goes with Gage Tucker here in the chat. Said, we need to win week two and move to 2-0 and in the North and the AFC. I'm telling you what, that Pittsburgh game's shaping up to be really in the Browns' favor with the way the defense played and the way Kenny Pickett looked the other day. But we'll dive into Pittsburgh later in the week. What do you guys what do you guys got about yesterday? Um I wanted to touch on the defense because not only was what they did impressive as a unit, can we talk about the secondary for a second? Yes, please. I have I think this. Let's do it. I do I do have some stats Let's also. Hear them, bro. Um so just the ones that I wanted to hit on just the guys that I felt like just were immediate impact, you could see it in the game. Grant Delpit showed up. Yes. Grant Delpit showed up. Um, he had numerous plays where he saved on third down, and he was the guy. He was the only guy. Um, I thought he looked great. Um, I thought our quarterbacks, oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> Denzel. Denzel looked great coming off of uh, uh, concussion protocol. Um, I was nervous about him even playing the game, and then what would he look like even out there? Showed up, showed up. Um, and then a guy, I, I'll hit Newsome too, but a guy that's making a name for himself very, very quickly, man. Martin Emerson is that guy. Yes. He is the for real that dude out there. His uh he was out there for 33 coverage snaps and he allowed six yards. And this isn't the first time this guy's done this. He is quickly, quickly making a name for himself. And he, another third round guy, a steal. They just came in and, and he can be a complimentary starter. And I don't want to, you know, pump him up too much, but he looks like he could be a future star in the league. He looks, he looks great. The whole secondary looked great yesterday like that. Yep. So do you, were those all your stats? You want me to throw a couple more in here? Go ahead and throw some more stats in. I just have a bunch of scribbles. And so stuff. Delpit, like you said, I had him number one on my list, led the team eight tackles. Yeah. Like you said, he, he was targeted seven times. He only allowed four catches for 14 yards on the day. 
Greg Newsom allowed two catches on three targets for 18 yards. Denzel Ward, four for eight for 26 yards. Martin Emerson, like you said, just one catch for six yards. They targeted him six times. He only allowed one. Rodney McLeod, uh, two targets, two catches for only eight yards. Jamar Chase, running his mouth, only caught one pass for four yards on Denzel Ward. Zero for zero on Emerson and two for 18 on Newsom. That's it. That was all. Wow. Man. And you felt the energy of that right off the bat. We felt that at training camp. We were like, man, this is different. And even at when we were talking to players about, like, hey, is the defense going to be like what we think it is? They were like, no, it is that serious. It is that for real. And they're showing it. And as a unit, uh, it's so complimentary because for for years we'd have a good secondary, but maybe the line's a little weak, so it doesn't even matter. Or vice versa. Yep. The whole unit looked great the front miles uh, say what you want about him had a really nice game and probably one of the plays of the game on that sack on the fourth down yeah basically secured the win for us Mm -hmm. um zadarius smith like i literally felt like he went completely like under the radar and during but in the game he was everywhere he was constantly on burrow i think he had uh is it four was he four four hurries on him or four hits. I don't think he hit him that many times. Uh, let me see. So I've got the line stats too. So I'll just I'll just run through those stats, but then you can dive back into yeah. Smith. Uh, the Bengals only ran mm-hmm. 54 plays. They dropped back to pass 33 times. We generated pressure on 17 of those, so 51.5%. Miles and Zadarius each had six pressures. So 12 of those 17 pressures were our boys, the, the, the dogs out there. You know what I mean? Miles and Zadarius. Right. And, the, and they have an identity. They're building an identity on this defense, something that we haven't had. <laughs> they are for real. And they look like they're going to be... There was very few plays where two years ago I would have been like, oh, it's certain, Ted, this is going to be an 11-yard catch. They never gave up the first down, I felt like. And there obviously there was first downs, but I felt like when it was like third and eight, they got seven. They're uh, or six. They're, or and if they even got that, there really weren't a whole I mean, lot of first downs, Justin. I'm I'm going to push back on you on that. Two, no, two for uh, fifteen on third down. I don't know how many total first downs they had, but I'm I'll say six. They had six. Man, okay, yeah, we okay. had twenty one, which is incredible. That is a seriously, seriously good offense. A team that will take Kansas City to the limits punch for punch in an AFC championship game. The defense is for real. I say where you want, weather sucked, whatever. I can't wait for a, a good weather game in another city, not Cleveland. Right. Because it's gonna rain. Yeah, you know, we we held them to just two of sixteen on third and fourth down combined. And like you mm-hmm. said, just six total first downs and we hit twenty one. And you could feel that difference out there. It was they came out on the field and after you know, it's the Bengals. It's Joe Burrow. You always have to be nervous when a good quarterback and a good offense take the field. And then the first few series when we were just beating up on him, and I'll go up to Andrew Jackson's comment up here. Thank you, Andrew. We appreciate the donation. He says, Martin Emerson's interception, in quotes. Yes, it was out of bounds, but it set the tone early. I mean, what was that? Was that yeah. the second play of the game? Took the ball from the guy. Yeah. He just walked right in front of it. I mean, obviously, he wasn't able to get it down, but I you saw immediately that they were going to be incredibly aggressive. It wasn't going to be, a, we're going to play off these guys. We're going to let Chase have 170 yards or whatever he had that one game where he had 16 targets and 10 catches. Uh, I was just very, very impressed. Yeah. They're young. They're a young team, like for the most part, um, especially in the secondary. Man, yeah, it was very incredible. I, I really like that point about that um, interception. I, yes, it was out of bounds, but when you're a quarterback and you throw – an interception, whether the guy's out of bounds or not. I mean, he caught the ball. Like, he came up, he ball-hawked your receiver and took the ball. Mm-hmm. He was out of bounds. But it's just like, wow, that was the first drive of the game. And the rest of the game, now you're thinking, damn, these guys are these guys are here to play. Mm-hmm. And I, there, there was nothing just given away. Everything was contested. The 30, 40 little yard drops, you know, where they're tossing out. T. Higgins completely shut down. I completely forgot about that. Nothing. We shut T. Higgins down. He had a goose egg. He was targeted eight times. It wasn't like they forgot he was on the field. Yeah. They went at him eight <laughs> times. He was playing in one of my leagues. Yeah, he was playing in a lot of leagues, man. He was I'm still extremely high. He's talented. He's a very good receiver. You're still winning? I'm going to win that one. <laughs> 
That was a huge thing. So they have, I mean, that's what everybody talks about. All the Bengals receivers, you know, and then just like our our third receivers, Tyler Boyd, we've got Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. Well, yesterday you didn't have any of them. Boyd had two catches for 10 yards. (laughs) And we shut down T. And Tyler Boyd isn't a slouch. Tyler Boyd, Tyler Boyd's a third on that team. Uh, He's getting older, but. (laughs) <laughs> He's a good receiver. Guys, I want to say something about the chat real quick. Yeah. Yes. I didn't hate the Pats interference call against Ward. I I didn't hate that, honestly, especially when I saw the replay. I thought it was contested. The only reason I'm he like, got called is because he, he got a little jersey. jersey. jersey I don't yeah. think it alternated yeah. his route at all, though. I think it slowed him down enough. I mean, it was a catchable ball. It was, It's considered a catchable ball, so... I didn't hate the call. I do think that we should have gotten one. Uh, I if I believe it was Amari in the end zone. Um, yeah, it, I'm trying to remember that one. But uh, I will say that, Justin, you can attest to this. At the game, like, and, and I'm sure you can see it on TV, Miles Garrett's getting choke out every single play. Oh, it's, the, it's the replay really team at Cleveland Brown Stadium is amazing. They're very good. They'll show yeah. a close up of the replay of Miles Garrett getting and his his yeah. helmet or, was ripped off his the, head, the and then they pause it, the, and they pause yeah, it. And the, the hand crown the, just the It's mm-hmm. good, man. That's good stuff. Yeah, uh, I I thought uh, the the atmosphere yesterday at the game was pretty incredible. It was um I I was joking with people. I've probably been to maybe 60, 70 Browns games, maybe more than that. That was the loudest I've ever heard that place. And I don't know if it was just we're feeling it. When Joe Burrow got sacked on uh, fourth down, they were trying to talk through the PA and you couldn't even hear the PA. It was just like background noise. And then uh, uh, D-Hop, our version of D-Hop, when he made his first field goal, that place was (laughs) incredibly loud. Like, you would have thought that. I could tell. Man. Man. Hail Mary. Well, it was super quiet. How nice is that? It's just like yeah. everybody's holding their breath like, oh, please make this kick. And I mean, you think about it. He goes out there for three field goals. He's three for three, makes his yeah. extra point. He goes from 42, 34, and 43. I mean, those are the kind of field goals that we have those, to be relying on. Those are the kind of field goals that for the last season and preseason have held us hostage. We're yeah. sitting there holding our breath. We're. I can remember... The Chargers game was the one that just really, really stands out to me where I'm just like, man, we we had them absolutely on the ropes. All we had to do is just kick a kick, you know, kick a, kick a field goal. We're getting out of here with a win. Yep. The Baltimore game. It's nice to see um, just consistency. You know what you're going to get there. You know that you're going to get three points for the most part. Um, and then in pregame, I don't know what time you guys got into your seats, but he was kicking 60 yarders, I guess. Uh, you know, with it drizzling and everything. So maybe he got a little bit more leg than people are giving him uh, credit for. I will say one stat that I think goes, it's a stat that, you know, you look at and you think, okay, whatever. But I think it's a, it's a testament to Dustin Hopkins. The Browns did not attempt a fourth down yesterday. You know, I feel like in some of those situations last year, Kevin would have gone for it. But instead, we, we sent Hopkins out there and he punched it through. Yep. Yeah, I'm I mean, never nervous. That's what I want to all see. Go ahead, John. Sorry, buddy. I was just saying that's that's what I wanted to see, and I said it last year. You know, obviously we couldn't trust York um, as much as we wanted to, but I think going forward on fourth down, it became predictable. Somehow the defense just—it's like they just knew what we were going to do or something. Going forward on fourth down screwed us hard last year, a lot of times. Uh, for multiple years, I felt like it was always just a broken play on fourth down, or you know, yeah. Baker pump faked it four times and then threw it out of bounds. Like it was just like, oh, okay, that's that's what we're doing. All right, yeah. See, all right. So that kind of goes. Uh, Rick Atkins here. Thank you, man. We really appreciate it. Uh, he says Miles Delpit, Ward, Emerson were all here last year on the defense, and the difference is coaching. I would say the the big difference is coaching. I you got the the defensive line personnel. It's insane. It's insane the guys that we have on that defensive line right now. But overall, coaching is huge. You just see it in the way these guys are flying around the field. They know where they're supposed to be, and they're there. They they don't miss tackles. They hit guys. They bring them down. They're just fierce, and it's it's awesome not to have Joe Woods here anymore. Yeah, I I totally agree. Coaching is 
it, I mean, I, I kind of want to almost call it a tie between coaching and the personnel we added. But I mean, I would pers- I'd rather have Jim Schwartz with last year's defense and this year's defense with Joe Woods. Oh, so, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I, I'm with you. I agree that. with the comment. 100% coaching is uh, a tremendous difference. It's just been one game in. It's been amazing to watch. <laughs> so and, I can't wait. I can't wait to see what comes next. And Juan Thornhill didn't play yesterday. Yeah. Right. Right. Just and the, and the defense has wait. crazy, crazy chemistry. Like you can tell locker room. If, if you guys have seen anything in the locker room, the defense and sports, that's that's one unit. That is there's some serious, serious chemistry growing up and they're playing they're playing their asses off to that guy. And it shows. Yeah, that's what we need. Um, I'm going to dive into the next voicemail if you guys are good. Yeah, let's do it. All right, Brown Tiger, hope you're still in the chat listening. This one is for you. Hey, guys, this is the Brown Tiger. Um, I just got done watching the game, and I'm giving it a, uh, a good high off of this game. Like, I'm sure you're going to get a bunch of voicemails on this, but my God, at the defense that this team plays at, if we play like this, and I get it with the Bengals and everything, or the Bengals, or the wannabe Tigers, as I like to call them. But if we can play defense like this, there ain't no team, period, that can match us as far as the defenses-wise. Like, my God, that defense is so night and day different than, than what we have ever seen. And, and, you know, Watson, going to him, he, he struggled a little bit at the, be- at the beginning. And we all live Watson. We know he can do great and everything. I just still think it's going to take a little bit more time. Um, he started started to feel himself towards the end, towards uh, the end of the first half, and then about midways in the second half. The the one thing I take away from this is that yeah, it's just going to take a little bit more time, and and you can start to see him starting to be comfortable again. But the defense, this defense is for real. Go Browns. Yeah, defense uh, is. Go ahead, Justin. I was just said defense is for real. I just the thing I wanted to touch on was just with him with 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 Watson. Like I agree, every as the game continued, you saw more of like that old guy. You saw the first down, you know, you saw the playing the guitar and stuff like that. There was a throw, and I believe it was either I don't know exactly where it was at. Maybe the second quarter. He hit EPJ on the sideline oh, for and probably like eleven yards. And when he threw it, I just was like, oh, my God, that's going to be a pick six. This dude is completely taking this thing to the house. And it literally was one of the most nasty, finesse throws I've seen in a while from a Cleveland quarterback where he just dropped it right over the fingertips of the quarterback. And then the safety was right there, too. I mean, the safety hit pretty much BPJ as soon as he yep. got the ball. Yep. But they, they, he made that throw, and I was just like, we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. And this is in a bad weather game, I just I just want to see more consistency. And then the big thing for me was what he did with his legs. Yeah. He rushing, he had 45 yards, I believe. I think so, yeah. Uh rushing. Um it's just another element to what the offense could be. You already have Nick Chubb, who's just Nick Chubb, you know, we don't even have to talk about Nick. Nick Chubb, you already know what you're gonna get. He's gonna go out there, he's the heartbeat of the team. He's he, and I knew upgraded, we're gonna pass the ball a lot more. We're still pounding the rock. So, um, but no, I'm I'm excited for Watson. I thought he, if I had to grade him or something like that, I'd, I'd give him maybe like a, a B minus, a B. I didn't think he was awful. Yeah, there were some things I didn't like that made me nervous. Obviously, the balls, you know, some of the inaccuracy stuff. But who knows, you know? Uh, but I thought there's enough there that I, I'm ready for next week. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. The, my big thing with Watson is I can tell he's still not 100% trusting what he's seeing on the field. I think he's still kind of getting reacclimated to trusting, okay, my receiver is open or yes, I can make this throw. Like you said, the throw to DPJ showed that he's he's got that touch oh, and that act. I mean, it wasn't just like a lucky throw. Like, oh, he didn't no. see the guy and he just managed to get it over him somehow. No, like he, he put it in the only spot it could be for DPJ yes. to make the catch and he did. And like the, you know, the, the throw to Amari where he slipped and fell, it was behind him a little bit. It took him a minute. He was open for a while, but Watson didn't see him right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the trick play where he took the pitch or whatever from Chubb and then came back around and 
And all he has to do is throw it out in front of Marquise Goodwin down the field and lead him. And that's an easy walk-in yep. touchdown. And he throws it late. So it's just kind of things like that where it's like, okay, I, I like the play calling yesterday. I kind of liked how we were mixing things up, trying to do some things, razzle-dazzle here and there. Nothing too crazy, but just enough to keep people on their toes, using Elijah Moore in different ways. Yes. I just think Deshaun needs to settle in and trust what he's seeing. And the interception was tipped, correct? Yes. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I was going to say. I thought so. <laughs> I couldn't tell. Well, I, I didn't notice it, I should say, in real time. But yeah, it was definitely tipped. Yeah, because he said that in his post game. He said, yeah, the interception was tipped. He's like, you know, it's just it's tough out there with the elements and all that kind of stuff. So. Overall, though, I do think it was it was obviously it wasn't fireworks for Deshaun Watson the whole game, but it wasn't fireworks for anybody. It was a crappy game. Joe Burrow looked terrible, and uh, yeah, I think Deshaun showed enough to to be excited and encouraged. This episode is sponsored by Omaha Steaks. Fall grilling is in full swing, and the grilling experts at Omaha Steaks are helping you keep the fires lit by putting some sizzle into your September. Head over right now to omahasteaks.com and type code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, into the search bar, and you will get 50% off all steaks. That's right. They're turning September into steak temper with mouthwatering deals on all your favorite tender, juicy, extra-aged steaks. And as an added bonus, you also get two Free 10-ounce bone-in New York strips with select packages, like the Guaranteed Perfection Grill Pack. This package is the perfect sampling of everything that makes Omaha Steaks unforgettable. The Guaranteed Perfection Grill Pack includes four butcher's cut filet mignons, four boneless pork chops, four air-chilled boneless chicken breasts, four pure ground filet mignon burgers, their Omaha Steak seasoning, and of course, like I said, with our promo code DOGS in the search bar, you get two free 10-ounce bone-in New York strip steaks, with your order. Football season is back, Browns fans. That means you're tailgating. That means you're cooking out. You're getting together. And now is the perfect time to grab some extra meat for your cookhouse because all of the mouthwatering steaks at Omaha Steaks, 50% off during the Steak Timber Sale event. So again, head to omahasteaks.com right now. Enter code DOGS in the search bar. Get all the exclusive Steak Timber packages and get those two free 10-ounce bone-in New York strips when you order. Make sure you order today. This exclusive offer is only available for a limited time. Stay fired up for fall grilling with 50% off all steaks during the Steak Temper sales event. That's omahasteaks.com, keyword dogs. The thing that's uh, funny today is you have two two sets now, you know, Bengals fans. You have the word done. Listen, the whole thing looks like it's falling apart. We've paid too much money to Joe Burrow. And then you have the other fans that are like, and we did this last year and we damn near made it to a Super Bowl again. So not a problem. I look forward. I want to see them all healthy. Joe Burrow against Deshaun in Cincinnati for man, man, hopefully maybe an AFC North title. See, that would be very, very exciting. And, and Bengals fans will not, will, they'll never give us any due as Browns fans. But I, I have no problem sitting here saying Bengals will have a winning record this year. They're a good team. <laughs> yeah. That's a solid offense. They're a good team. They're tough. That's why I'm so excited about the way we played on defense because I know what they're capable of. So I, that's why it's, it's just even more impressive of a win. Um, I've got some Deshaun stats, though, that I wanted to okay. say. So he was 16 of 29, 55.2% completion. But, man, it was rough out there. His adjusted completion was 69.2. Um, career average is right around 75, so he was below that. But the Browns did have two drops. Uh, I think they considered that one with Goodwin a drop and because it was right in his hand. And David, David Bell had a real bad one. That is a, it was his only only target of the game. Yeah. And it's just like, all right, man. And the fans gave it to him. Yeah. And real hard. Blake even looked at me and was like, Was that David Bell? I said, Yeah, it was Bell. He said, He doesn't drop passes. I said, No, that's that's not his thing. Um, so that was disappointing to see. Uh, another cool stat that I found. Forty five point seven percent of the dropbacks yesterday were play action. He was ten of fourteen for 117 yards and a touchdown on play action plays. So they're running a lot of play action. Very good. I, one thing I told Blake, I said, whenever he does that play fake with Chubb or the running back and hides the ball and then comes around, mm-hmm. he does a really good job. Like, yeah, it it it's it fools me sometimes. I'm like, did he keep it or not? It's good. He does a good job. I don't know if you guys watch Hard Knocks, but they uh, Aaron Rodgers is like a magician at doing that. He's very very good at doing it. You should watch Hard Knocks just for that. 
Well, you won't be able to tell. Talking about in Green Bay was how good he was with his uh, play action fakes. Oh, it's ridiculous. But no, that, uh, and absolutely, we have Nick Chubb in the backfield as a weapon. If they're going to bite and bring everybody down for Nick Chubb, play action, beat him over the top. Yep. Um, you guys want to do another voicemail? Got two left. Yes. All right. This is from Joe Merica. What's up, guys? This is Joe. I'm from Menor or America from Kenny Max Fantasy Football League. Uh, it's a little past 1 a.m. here for me, but I uh, had to record the game because I work Sundays. Just want to say that uh, that was one hell of a game. Wish the weather wasn't so much of a factor to begin with, but uh, defense definitely was the star of the show. That was a hell of a performance. I really hope it just carries over week after week, but that was one hell of a job from them. Uh, Nick Chubb, <laughs> I'm glad they still fed him the ball because that worked out great for him. Um, let's not just you know give Deshaun the ball every single play just because we have a new shiny toy. We know we have a good offensive line. We know Nick Chubb is a beast. Let's just keep feeding the choo-choo train. Chubba-chubba-choo-choo. Uh, the only other thing that really worried me other than the weather, which you can't you know, help that, is when Deshaun Watson would scramble from the pocket. He seems to be running like a running back and not a quarterback. And it just feels like to me he's getting a little lucky. Hopefully he doesn't get like uh, an injury from not trying to slide or anything like that. But uh, overall, I really thought it was a great game. Yeah, that is one good point that I did want to mention. I, I, I felt the same way. When he was running the ball, he wasn't looking to get down. He was looking to take on contact and get more yards. And I just, man, that does concern me a little bit. What about you guys? Yeah, I, I agree. Um, it's dangerous. You don't, I mean, running quarterbacks get hurt a lot, uh, especially, you know, in the NFL because uh, the defense is so, so big, strong, and fast. And they're not nice either. So <laughs> that doesn't help. Um, wow. I, I am worried about it, you know, so it would suck really badly uh, if if he got hurt, even for one game. It's just not something I want to see. Maybe they'll talk to him about that, just tell him to slide. Because um, as much as I like to see it, I don't want to see it out of my quarterback, you know. No, but I will say, if you go back and watch the Sean Watson highlights in Houston throughout his career, yeah. this is how he plays football. He. Yeah, you know, and you got to get the same thing with Josh Allen in Buffalo. They say, "Oh, well, we need to get mm-hmm. him down more, run him less." You know, when these guys are on the field and that's their instinct and that's how they play football, it's really hard to to yep. get that to turn off. That's just they just go into that. He's mode. a competitor. Yes, he's a competitor. He's not. It's third and ten. He's not taking anything less than ten. You know what I mean? Both times the ones that I remember, the one he kind of spun off a guy and just kind of broke yeah. off, you know, off the shoelaces, but. Like, like, I get what you guys are saying. I, I love the energy. I like the the competitor part of it. I'm sure once he got to the sideline, like John said, somebody was like, "Hey, man, next time just let's just slide that one in there." But no, I, I it's, does it make me nervous? Yeah, I don't want to see Watson get hurt, but I like that he's willing to go get it. Yeah. Well, and you know, uh, Andrew Jackson made a good point here in the chat. He said, "Well, what about Watson's block on uh, Elijah Moore's cutback?" So. I love that. Do you want to talk nice about play. that play? Let's just talk about that play, Elijah that Moore, play. just in general. Yeah. Um. The, we laughed about it earlier. After the play was over and they're like, was it a 19-yard game? I, it, I felt like he ran forever. Like, he ran to the right. But when he cut back to go back the other way. 19, yes. Cincinnati's, Cincinnati's D-line absolutely just, all they all dropped. They all slipped. Um, Watson threw a, I thought a great block. Um, and that's what we want. We've been hearing about all summer. Like, Hey, Elijah Moore, this is going to be a big part of the offense. We're going to use this guy everywhere. And they did. And when he did get the ball, he looked electric. He looked great. Yeah, he did. I I put in my notes here. He, Elijah Moore is a full-time player for the Cleveland Browns. Yes. According to PFF. And I mean, this stat honestly kind of surprised me, but he played on 100% of the passing snaps. And he also ran two run snaps. So, like, you got to carry out of the backfield. He's he is a full time mm-hmm. weapon for this offense. I mean, uh, DF, our boy Derek Frisbee was talking about Elijah Moore being utilized like Debo Samuel for the Browns, and you're seeing it. He's just putting him everywhere. They're using him any way they can, yep. and the dude looks like he's feasting on it. He loves it. 
Yeah. I mean, you build a little differently than, than Debo. He's a lot smaller. Debo, yes. Debo can punish you. But I mean, this guy is probably a lot more shiftier than Debo. This guy can is an elite route runner and has speed. And I, I know, I, I thought he had, I can't remember how many drops he had. I know he had one for sure. I know he was three for 43 and seven targets. I just remember one drop. But for the most part, he's been very reliable. And they utilized him a lot just in the one game. I didn't think he was, I didn't think he had a drop, but okay. Maybe, do you remember when that was? No. (laughs) (laughs) It's all right. Well, anyway, um, yeah, Elijah Moore, you guys in the chat, just let us know what you, what you guys thought about watching him deployed for the first time yesterday. That was, that was exciting to see. Um, Let's do this last voicemail from Phil Davis and then we'll just, we'll just keep talking. How's that sound? Okay. Mm -hmm. What's up, guys? It's Phil. Oh, it's a beautiful evening here in Cincinnati. The the tears oh, of the Bengals fans are delicious. It's an absolute domination from the defense. I am blown away. I am really happy because I get to go to work tomorrow and talk a lot of shit, and it's going to be awesome. One thing I will say, I want to see us keep this going. I want them to play like this every game use this anger, this disrespect everyone's had for us for so long. Just wreck this league. I think we can do some good things this year. We keep playing like this. Offense, a little shaky, but I think they'll get it together. It was a bad weather game. Well, I'm just, it's so amazing. It's a finally put a game together at all four, all three phases. All right. I will talk to you guys next week. Go Brownies. It would be fun to be in Cincinnati just for a couple minutes. I wouldn't want to stay long. I wouldn't want to stay long, but I, I got to... <laughs> just kind of pass I, through. Yeah, I just want to see the pain that they're in, the suffering. I would really love that. Yeah. Bengals fans suck. I hate them. <laughs> oh, man. Jeez. No, that's not, I don't... Yeah, I do. They were yeah, really struggling with this loss, and I think it's because they they recognize that they do have a good team. They have a really good offense, and it just got shut down. Yeah totally completely shut down. I was telling Blake, we were watching by the end of the game, Joe Burrow's dropbacks, I mean, as soon as he took the shotgun snap, it was turn and throw. Half the time he didn't even set, he didn't play on his feet. He would just turn and I don't even think he got the laces. He's just throwing the ball out on a screen out to his receivers on the side because it's the only way he could get the ball in their hands. You can't go down the field. There was no downfield passing yesterday. Right. And I mean, you're not going to get a whole ton of it. They tried a little bit, but and I don't know how you guys felt, but I, I'm not sure Joe Burrow is 100 percent healthy. And I don't think. So. Uh, I mean, that's, that's I, I don't know. Right. I don't know if I'm Cincy. I'm rolling him out there in a game where the weather is absolute trash, with uh, suspect calf, and if he if he tears it or something like that's it. Season's over. We're done. Yeah. Um, so I I question if he was healthy or not. Um, Obviously, they're not going to bring that up. He'll be full percent the rest of the year until, you know, if he gets hurt. But uh, it, I don't think he was 100%. Yeah, well, I think he was out there because they really wanted to get their season started off on the right foot. Mm-hmm. I just don't know why they thought they had a shot. <laughs> well, and, you know, we we detailed the stats, the history. I mean, now the now the Browns are 11-2, and two, right? No, I'm sorry, 9-2 and two in their last 11 against them. Joe Burrow is now one and five. Uh, he's never beaten the Browns at home. He's never beaten the Browns when we sack him more than once. We got two yesterday, so they were beat before the second sack. But it's still nice to see the the statistical trend continue. I put in here offensively, we outgained them three hundred fifty yards to one hundred forty two. We did commit five penalties for forty three yards. They only had four. I forget how many yards. Uh, we turned the ball over twice. The Jerome Ford fumble was ah, it's just. We had momentum. Was, we were at least going to score. That was a mess there. He got held up, stood up, and it's like, dude, you need to get low. You need to run low. And we even said, you need to be in there in the preseason if you're not, you know, a solidified runner like Nick Chubb. I felt like that play was just goofy right off the bat. I mean, yeah, the, we fumbled the, the snap. It was dropped, and then it somehow just bounced right up to him. And then, so we literally fumbled it twice on one play. But, um, I mean, he was going for it. Got stood up. Guy ripped the ball out. You know, I think he'll be all right. He looked great yesterday for the most part. He, did. I he had some really, really nice plays. Now, I'm sure 
the fumble, you know, he's probably beating himself up over that. But that, I, I thought his play was nice for a guy that's coming in and giving Nick Chubb a breather. I mean, he had he looked a little a little Nick Chubbish from five, section five twelve after a lot of shots. So he looked Nick Chubbish. Uh, the TV, it's we're in thirty four. Just it's like it. What was that Nick Chubb? No, that was Ford. Oh yeah, God. yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, he's he's got more juice than Kareem Hunt did. I mean, I know that a lot of people were saying, "Well, bring Hunt back." Bring why didn't we bring Hunt back? The Browns said he just didn't have it anymore last year, and that's why they quit utilizing him. That's why they felt comfortable with Jerome Ford. And, I mean, he did show that yesterday. He looked good. He had some big runs. There was one where he had a big run, and then I think he came back, and the next play he got, like, a two-yard gain or something. And Blake said, well, why did they take Chubb out? I said, that last one was Ford. He's like, oh, that was Ford with the long run? I said, yes, it was. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, he'll be good. He'll be fine. Let's see. All right, what else we got? Everybody? Trying to think what else. Um, I keep seeing people talking about Steelers stuff. Uh, Cam Hayward, yes. Uh, we can kind of shift over to that talk a little bit. That's if we want big. to. That's a big yeah. talk. Oh, I, did, yeah. I wanted to bring one one thing up for you guys to talk about real quickly. Oh, yeah, I, talk, I talked to a few people about this, and I kind of agreed with them. I understand, you know, and I see both sides. Um, do you guys think we started just running the ball trying to run the clock out maybe one series too early um because we went pretty much three and out and pawn it with five and a half minutes left i don't and go ahead justin you got it i i felt like after after that sack on joe burrow it really didn't matter momentum was gone burrow ended up coming out of the game what with how much time left I mean, he, they pulled him early, and it, it didn't matter anyway if he was out there or not. Um, I will say there was moments during the second quarter I felt like they kind of had momentum for a second, and even the third quarter I felt like they had momentum, and then the missed field goal just it was just right back to a hey, no problem dominating. The offense was doing enough to keep you know keep them off the field, so it's all good. Yeah, and yeah. John, I will tell you, Blake would agree with you on this, though, because we were sitting there, and I know what you're talking about. It was three and out, right? Yeah, it was three and out, and I think there were like five and a half minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. Right, so whenever that happened, Blake said the same thing. Like, that was kind of stupid. I wish we'd at least, you know, gotten a first down or something. There would have been nice. And I told him, I said, yeah, but that was also two full minutes. Yeah, 120 seconds, two full minutes off the clock. In those. Now, I get it, and I get the strategy. Yeah. And we were up by 21 points, so... I that's why I didn't hate it. I mean, if our Bengals had shown any sign of doing anything at all during the game, I would have felt the same way. But they just yeah, right. didn't do anything. I, they I couldn't do. They, they, it would have been nice if we could have got in the next possession. We did get one first down yeah. on a pass. Yeah, which was awesome. That was a great play yeah. by Kevin because we were just run, run, run. They were coming up on it. And it was like, okay, screw you guys. We're just gonna. Play action this, sneak out and just dump do a little dump off. That was a great play, I thought, to eight. Yeah. So yeah, I do see both sides though. I see both uh both sides to the argument. Ultimately it didn't matter. Um our defense was gonna stop them anyway. I mean it was just the Bengals, right? So <laughs> Jeez, one thing that I, I uh Robert Britton here says Brown's complete control the whole game. And I felt like you know, in football, really, if you dominate the line of scrimmage, they say you you control the game. And on both sides of the ball, our off- offensive line overall did really well. And defensively, just it just felt like as soon as the ball was snapped, it was pressure every time. You know, even if it wasn't statistically calculated as a generated pressure or whatever, they were coming. You could just feel the pressure. You could feel the heat. And it showed because Burrow was, he had to get rid of the ball fast and, and a lot of times it came out looking real stupid too. Yeah, not his best game. Probably probably one of the worst in his career. Definitely the worst but. of his uh new contract. <laughs> oh my. Oh my <laughs> lord. <laughs> oh, okay. Do you guys let's just let's just touch on this Cam Hayward stuff. So the uh okay. defensive tackle for the Steelers, uh what? Pulled groin or groin injury is going to be. I saw groin IR. You said eight weeks. Is that what they said? Some about eight weeks. Uh, the last thing that I saw, his expectancy. Yep. So he could miss up to eight weeks, okay. and we'll go on IR. 
Well, and you know, and the thing is, we we said like, what what week do we play them again? The second time doesn't you know what? It doesn't matter. I don't care about the length of the thing. He's not going to play Monday night, so that's a huge, huge loss for them. And that just Nick Chubb runs wild on everybody anyway. And without Cam Hayward in there, oh boy, because I'll tell you what, Kenny Pickett looked like garbage yesterday against the Forty ers defense, and our defense is right there too. Um. Yeah, no, it, it's a big deal, man. Um, especially for them, they are coming off a game where going into that game, everybody was hyping them up. The Kenny, the Kenny Pickett hype was real, and I kind of might have been selling it a little bit, just a little bit, not because of the preseason, but it's not like he's an absolute scrub. Like I think there are traits there, um, but I expected him to take at least a step. You know, not like a Trevor Lawrence step, but I expected him to improve. And man, they did not look good. They did not look good at all. Now they played a great team also. We'll we'll see what we match up with 49ers, what we look like. But uh not the bye. Yeah. That's that's a that's a tough game right off the bat for the Steelers. I'm glad they had that scheduled, uh helped us out a little bit sure as far did. as divisional rankings. But um I don't know. I mean that's a tough loss for him. I think it might I believe in Mike Tomlin as far as like being an excellent coach. I think they have an uphill battle as far as just getting to 500, but if there's a head coach that can make that happen, it'd be him. Yeah. Did you guys, one other thing I was thinking of touching on here while we got the chat rolling, you know, Baltimore got to go or actually got to, I'm sorry, they got to host the Houston Texans. And this was not supposed to be any sort of, you know, difficult matchup or anything. And it was, I didn't get to watch the game. Obviously we were in Cleveland watching that game, but you know, this high flying, Ravens pass heavy offense under Todd Munkin based on the stat line doesn't look that great I mean Lamar 17 to 22 okay cool he only had five incompletions um 169 yards no touchdowns and a pick whoop de freaking do where where's these big passing like what 40 yards rushing which is like another thing that they excel at it helps (laughs) design what they want to do on the offense and then on top of that just to lose J.K. Dobbins for the year now, they 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 have running back depth, but J.K. Dobbins when he's healthy is he's one of those dudes. He he is very very good. So to lose him right off the bat, it, it sucks for him too. Ohio State guy just can't stay healthy, man. Yeah, it just sucks, man. Like you'll get us always hurt, always hurt. Yeah, but next um, week, man, next week week two is such an important week. It is. Oh, uh, the Ravens have the Bengals, you know, and we have the Steelers. So one thing that, you know, before we get out of here, the AFC North just, and I know, I get it. It was just one week. But you think about all the preseason hype for each of these teams and what were the main storylines? Like you were saying, Justin, for uh, Pittsburgh, it was Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett's taking that step. You know, he was the most accurate in the preseason, blah, blah, blah. Cincinnati, Joe Burrow, highest paid quarterback, you know, the elite offense, passing attack, blah, blah, blah. Ravens, Todd Munkin, you know, they're going to open it up. They're going to be, you know, a very dangerous offense. All three of those things sucked yesterday. And the one thing for the Browns, the storyline was our defense is going to be nasty. And that held true. So it's nice to be the one team whose offseason, the main source of hype was real. Yes. Yeah. I'm not. Your defense was even more real than I thought. You know, and I think the weather played a role in both teams' offense. I do think the Bengals would have gotten in the end zone in a perfect weather game. Um, but man, our defense still, you know, regardless of weather, we looked so competent compared to anything I've ever seen the Browns do. And I don't know about you guys, but it's just muscle memory had me so nervous every time it was third and long, because you know, the Browns love to give up third and long and man, it was just it was so nice to watch a defense that uh, they have the pieces in place to to be a great defense, and then they actually executed. Uh, I've never seen anything like it from Cleveland, so I'm just I'm so excited right now. I know I feel like we really have to unlearn some bad habits this year. I, I mean, I hope that's the case. I hope this isn't obviously like some one game fluke, but that's why I, I like I said before, you know, earlier in the show, this is a great offense we went up against. Yes, the weather was crappy, but, you know, we managed to score points. We managed to get the ball down the field. So, for us to just completely shut them down, 
that's that is awesome to see sure is and you're right it's not like we gave up oh shoot there was that one 50 yard pass or that one broken tackle that you know the guy took for the yard there was none of that there was nothing no they got three points on uh wasn't that the same drive we had the pi call yeah otherwise it would yeah. be a shot yeah Somebody in the chat said this, that though. Jim Schwartz had right, the, team, the defense running laps today for those three points. I saw that. That's funny. Oh, and that's I feel like who said it, but that's Yikes. it's just different. Um, just to hit back on what you said too, Josh, about like the division and how they came out. It's week one too. All, all these teams are going to be a lot better. Cincinnati, Baltimore, Pittsburgh. I think all those teams have the potential to be pretty decent at least i think they could all make the playoffs in not this year but i'm saying like skill wise roster wise they all have enough to make it so i i wouldn't just write off our division rivals yeah we're gonna we're gonna show i was we're gonna, we're gonna show them the I, was few just, weeks. I was basically just saying it, it was nice in the first week for all three of those teams main height pieces to fall short yeah. of the expectations right out the gate and for us to come out swinging come you know? through, yeah you know, and yes, they're all going to be good, but I mean, based on yesterday, so are we. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what we wanted to I do. We wanted to put the league on blast and just say, we're here. Yeah. You know, this defense is it's not a joke. If you want to beat us, you're going to have to beat it's us. crazy. I love it. Absolutely. All right. Well, we're running right up on the hour. Is there anything else you guys wanted to touch on? Anything we forgot to mention? Chat, any last thoughts before we get out of here? What do you guys think? I think we're good to wrap it up. Okay. We said all that needs to be said. Yeah. I mean, every yeah, Monday feels <laughs> awesome. Is. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll have Blake back when we do our Steelers preview later in the week. Uh, but either way, be on the lookout for that. Since the Browns don't play until Monday, we'll probably be coming out with that Friday or Saturday, I'm guessing. But we'll figure it out. Um, and just hope that this defense comes ready to put <laughs> – Shut down Kenny Pickett. I, I'd like to see Kenny Pickett not even get close to 100 yards. That'd be two two in a row. That'd be awesome. And then I'm not. Uh, you got Hayward out. You still got Watt there, uh, you know, on the line. But then they're saying Deontay Johnson might miss the game. That's true. I forgot about that. That would also really, really be just awesome. Unfortunately, you know. Unfortunately, yes. Exactly. I don't like injuries. I, I thought like I was being, you know, I'm like, oh, I wouldn't want to wish injury on anybody. But we lost an offensive lineman and we lost the defensive end. So. Yes, and people in the chat were saying, too, DeWan Jones against T.J. Watt next week because T.J. Watt's usually coming off that side of the line. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I mean even if he's not, they could rotate him. No, they're not going to just – he'll go on the other side. They're, they're going to give him some help. Yeah, they're going to give him some help. Actually, that's one thing, going back to Miles Garrett on the defensive line yesterday, I kept pointing out to Blake, I'm like, do you see Miles right now? Look, yeah, he's in the middle of the line standing up. In the middle, yeah. Standing up. Absolutely. I mean, and I said it, it was interesting to watch, like the, the offense would be coming up the line, getting set, running their motions or whatever, and Miles is just walking down the down the line. And it's like, where's where's he going to line up at? Could you imagine, you got all five offensive linemen there going, oh crap, is he lining up over me? No, okay. Yeah. And then the next guy's like, oh hell, here he comes. I, I I love what Jim Schwartz is doing with this defense, man. Miles, they're using him the right way finally. And you know, going back to Dewan Jones just for a second, yeah, I, I don't want to compare him to the greats. Obviously, he's a rookie, but I kind of feel like he's the type of guy that could give TJ Watt some trouble. And we've seen the Browns in general give TJ Watt a lot of trouble. So he's giving it back. Trust yeah. me. He's yeah, got it back also, man. <laughs> well, for sure, for sure, uh, without a doubt. But, man, I don't I don't know, man. I'm actually kind of excited to watch it. Not because I think we're going to oh, yeah. take him out of the game. It's just a matchup I, I'm excited to watch. Yeah, me too. I, I want to see him develop, obviously, because we need him now. He's going to be our starting right tackle, you know, barring a, an injury to him. He'll be the guy the rest of the year. So, for him to come up now, if he comes up against TJ Watt next week and no pressures all game from that side of the line. I mean, that, he's six foot eight, three hundred seventy five pounds. I mean, and the guy can—he's a basketball player. You know what I mean? They'll move Watt. They'll move Watt so he's going up against Jed Wills then, and then we'll be in trouble. Then we'll be really screwed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, Jed, you got to pick it up, dude. Yep. All right. Well, that's going to do it. Victory Monday. So pumped yesterday. I mean, the high right now. Just ride it. Just ride the high. Ride it all week. 
chat with the Bengals fans because they're at the end of the day, all you gotta do is say twenty four three. You guys didn't you guys didn't score. You suck. So it was great. Um awesome way to start off season one and oh. Chat, we appreciate you guys are awesome. Thank you for being here with us the whole show, chiming in, giving us all your feedback and input. We love you guys. We love doing the show. And until we talk to you guys for our Steelers preview, keep going Browns. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the Dogs Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com.